You're listening to Moms No Expert Podcast. On this podcast, we'll be going on a journey together and learn how to be the best moms we can be. I'm your host, Irmari. Well, hola, hola. Welcome, Miss Leah Michelle. How are Hello. you? So for those of you who have not uh, heard, she was a parent after midnight and she's also a mom. So I was like, hello, she got to be a mom's expert. <laughs> um, so how was your week? It was good. It's been really long. I'm going to Tampa tomorrow. So I've um, been busy, but it's been good. Are you excited you going to Tampa? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, nothing much, just momming, you know. The life. The life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good. Uh, so for today, Mom, I have a question is, um, so I want to split it kind of like into three. So normally kids always ask us like, hey, mom, are you proud of me? So I want to ask, are you proud of who you are as a person? And then is you like, are you, is your kid, you know, obviously, I don't know if you ever asked her, but do you think your kid is proud of who you are? I think I'm proud of who I'm becoming. I don't know if I'm necessarily proud of who I am at this very moment, but I'm getting there. Um, so I, I'm proud of that uh, self-awareness and acknowledging that it's a journey. And I think that my kid is proud of me sometimes. I think it's like same with with being a parent. Sometimes I'm really proud of her. Sometimes I'm really disappointed. But um, I yeah. think she probably feels the same way about me with certain things. So, yeah. yeah. I like that. I think that's important because I, I never, I always think I'm doing wrong. And I'm always like, am I doing like the whole parenting thing right? So I, I agree with you. I think she, my daughter probably was like, I yeah. don't like you today, mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I always, I think. The thing I have to think about when I ask myself that is, if you're asking that question, you probably are doing it right. Yeah. So every time I question myself, I'm like, well, you know, at least you're questioning because a lot of people don't even question if they're doing it right or wrong. They don't care. Well, you're saying so. they're just phenomenal parents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're human, <laughs> so. This episode is sponsored by Queens Infusion. Shop Queens Infusion on Etsy and get 20% off with the code MOMSNOEXPERT25. Once again, that code is MOMSNOEXPERT25. So for Mom, I Felt That, which is our quote of the week, I have this quote and I didn't find who wrote it. So I'm going to write, I'm going to let you know what it is. It says, if you ever feel like giving up, just remember there's a little girl watching you who wants to be just like you. Don't disappoint her. And I think that's really cute, but I also think that's so much pressure. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think that's so much pressure. And I used to live by that all the time. Like, oh my God, I'm her like role model. And it would put so much pressure on me because I have to look perfect for her. Until mm-hmm. I found out that not being perfect is perfect for her. <laughs> so right. how do you feel about that? So I mean, I was at the change I've had to change my the voice in my head a lot. So right now I feel like as long as I I'm going to fail because I'm not perfect. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fuck up. So instead of me trying to be perfect all the time is acknowledging that I do have flaws and that I do mess up and then correcting that, like trying to explain it to her in the most positive uh, like way that I can reinforce. Like it's okay if you mess up, but that the way you react to that um, failure or whatever you want to call it is better than the, is, you know, makes who, makes who you are not the failure itself. Yeah. So I try to do that because it's too hard to be perfect all the time and be like, well, I can't cuss or I can't do this. Or 
if I do this and she's going to, what if she does it? And it's like, she's probably going to do it and more. So mm-hmm. I just need to teach her how to be resilient after the fact. That's very smart. So that I'm going to segue into um, mom said what of the week. And I want to, kind of emphasize because you said like she's gonna do it and probably 10 times worse so I have this little you know epiphany because I smoke weed and I eat edibles and stuff and like she asked me like oh what is that or why do you do it or whatever and I told her I'm like the reason I do it is because my anxiety is insane and I cannot sleep so this helps me but I don't know like thinking about her like going to like going to middle school or like high school and everybody's like oh you want to smoke weed I'm like ah I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> I mean, I hope that whatever my daughter decides to do, whether, you know, whatever it is, um, that she is smart enough to know the context in which that's appropriate. And also that she can come talk to me if she's unsure and she doesn't just make irrational, too many irrational decisions. I know she's going to make irrational decisions, but I hope. You know, I, I I think about it all the time with what I do for work. You know, what if she what if she goes to school and some little boy is like, you know, whatever, exploring and, and finds it. And how do I explain it to her? And I'm hoping that I prepare her for that before it happens to know that how to respond or react if she has questions to ask me and if she wants to smoke weed or do whatever as as long as it's in an appropriate context um, and she knows like right from wrong or when to do things and when not to do things. That's my only hope. Yeah, I so I love having moms that are not conventional moms. And I had just sitting Jasmine here before. And I asked her because he was you guys I'm in the same in- industry. And I asked her, like, how did you talk? Because you have two daughters. She has a boy and now she's gonna have another baby. But I was like, how did you tell your daughters? Like, how did you tell them what you do for a living? And she's like, I just told them this is what I do. Like, she's like, there was no, you know, I, I couldn't just hide it from them. And she's like, I couldn't just be like, well, you know, they let them find out because she's like it would have been worse yeah so you have you have you thought about how you're gonna tell your daughter or are you just waiting for that day no I don't really know how I'm going to to like explain it to her but she's six so she's been to photo shoots with me where I've been nude and I walk around the house nude all the time and our uncle lives here and he's also in the industry so um I think that I, I feel like she knows, but she doesn't know the whole, you know, the ins and the outs. I think she's aware enough and I'm hoping that it just kind of becomes part of her life, her life to the point where it's not a thing, you know, I don't mm-hmm. really necessarily need it to be a thing. Um, but if she has questions, I'm going to, I'm going to answer them. And I'm hoping that by me being in the industry and, and um, being around more people who are moms in the industry that, you know, it, we can just, you know, they, they'll have a, a army or a group of people that can back them up. Because that's kind of what I was missing as I was growing up was like people who understood. So yeah. I'm hoping that I can provide her with, you know, resources outside of myself or I'm just going to send her to Jasmine. <laughs> like, Jasmine like, Here you go. <laughs> please help me. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably like, Jasmine, let's, please tell me how to explain this to her. But um, yeah. that's what, you know, that's what professionals are for and therapists and yeah. and people who've been in the industry longer than I have. And then hopefully I get to do that for someone else, you know, later on. So, yeah. That's very smart. So when it comes to, like you said, that when you were a child, you didn't have a lot of support. How did you like tell your family that this is what you do for a living? And how did they take it? Like, I know. And the reason I ask is because like, it's hard 
to just say anything to your parents, especially like, like any Hispanic parent, they're like, no to everything. So how did it like, how did the conversation go? Oh, man. So my mom is as like, as, as disappointed as I think she may be or may could be. I think that my happiness trumps any type of um, negative feeling that she has. And I've been doing sex work for about 10 years. Um, and before that, I was in the military. So I think that my mom is kind of like, I, it's no telling what this girl's going to do. Like, whatever. <laughs> um, and I think her seeing me at my happiest now, I think it's really shown her that like, okay, she keeps going back and back to like this kind of work. And now she's the happiest that she's been. I might, I can't really, I can't take that away from her. So I think my mom is more supportive of me and my happiness, no matter what it is that I do, whether she likes it or doesn't like it. Um, the rest of my family, we don't really talk about it, to be honest. Um, they see my pictures and now that now I've kind of been like really vocal about what I'm doing. Cause <laughs> I don't really care too much anymore. And I think that was the reason why I had so much anxiety before is because I cared too much about what other people thought of me. And I was still trying to be myself at the same time and trying to balance, you know, other people's feelings and emotions with my own just does not work. Um, and my dad, uh, well, fortunately, unfortunately has a lot of children, 10 of them and a lot of women. Um, so I personally feel like, he can't really say anything to me about what I do with <laughs> yeah. my sex life because at least I'm not, not taking my care of my children and at yeah. least I'm being safe about it, you know, in the industry. So, um, he might as well just not even bring that, bring not the, say nothing. bring yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and of course the grandparents aren't going to really talk about it. Um, but yeah, me and my mom are in a good place with it. And so as long as she's, you know, happy and I'm happy. That's good. And, and that shows you like the love, of a parent because like I think it's very hard right to say oh well I know my mom is gonna love me no matter what but when they love you like when your parents love you no matter what it shows and I'm happy that you have like a good you know reaction at least like they're not like banning you for life <laughs> it's like you yeah, know no, well no I no I've I I did have my grandmother didn't want to talk to me for a while when I dated my first girlfriend and um I think if she was alive now, she would have a whole fit if she knew. But it's just something that's not really talked about. It's just not necessary. Like, I don't really yeah. need to share with my grandparents or my aunts, like, what I did over the weekend and make, you know, what I did at work. Yeah. Um, and I have other things to talk about with them, which connect us. Um, but my mom, um, she's funny. She, she just kind of like, she's not going to want to know too much detail, but her main concern is do I like the people that I'm working with? Mm. And was I, you know, am I comfortable and am I happy? Mm. And do I have enough money to take care of myself, make sure I'm not wasting my time or my money, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, she's actually been really supportive with watching my daughter while I'm away these days. And at one point she helped me set up a camera room in, in her house. So like, She'll do things that are in her, within her comfort zone, but as far as, you know, really being into it, that's what I got my brother for. So um, <laughs> I have him to support and I do the same thing for him. And then my mom is kind of like, just the mom, like, make sure you guys are safe and got where yeah. you need to be. And, you know. Yeah. So as you're safe. Me, <laughs> yeah. And, and you said on parents that the first time that you were on 
with Jasmine and King, like it was you, it, it was different. So tell the audience, like what was different when you, cause like, what was your expectation when you went to. So the very first like professional scene that I did was a solo scene. And I like went to, um, I went somewhere and the guy that was filming was also like acting my, like my manager, like we were like signing contracts and whatnot. And not that, not that like there was anything that anything happened or by the end of it, I didn't feel it was like the atmosphere and I felt really like alone and like not seen. And I kind of felt like claustrophobic and it kind of reminded me of like what I would think, like if anybody thinks about what their somebody's first porn experience would be like, Mm -hmm. it was that except for just without a crew and like a lot of people around. So I was like, this is kind of greasy and gross. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't really what I wanted to like, portray myself as but I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do I just knew that I wanted to get in the industry but I didn't want to I know that once you take that step and you have some content out there it's kind of like that's the kind of content that you do and you can't really take it back so um I didn't think too much about it I just was like when the time is right when the opportunity lands I'll know um so like I said I I listened to this podcast that had King on it and I had previously been aware of Jasmine I had seen her uh, social media and then I realized that those two uh were together and yeah. I thought like, that's really cool and so just the fact that they're a couple and they have children was already made me feel super comfortable and then by listening to King talk about his work and then seeing some of their work um was very beautiful and tasteful not that I mean I think all porn is art but I think the way that I I model very like sexy and really like be- like I want to feel beautiful when I'm doing my work yeah. and so I know that I didn't feel beautiful the first time so when I looked at their work I just thought it was really tastefully done and like I, it was something that I really resonated with and I liked it um for for me and uh then I got there and it was kind of like we just like I just felt like family I felt like I had people who understood me um who talked to me like I was a person they also have children so I like they understand like the mom thing um, make sure I was comfortable. Like I didn't, I don't know, just all the, all the questions, the detail that they went through to make sure that everybody was comfortable and heard and seen. And we did everything that we wanted. And I had a say and a voice, um, really, it was really nice. And I'm, I'm so excited to see them tomorrow. So That's so good. No, it made me it, like, it's so good. So I met Jasmine through my sister and ever since I met Jasmine, she's like, so welcoming and I'm like oh my god like I just want to I feel like we're friends like can I go to Florida and see you <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, I feel like we're just family now so it's so good I'm I'm happy and I already told you that you're amazing and like we talked about like we talked about big dick energy and parents but it's your presence and I think like we've talked about before you have this like super nice energy but you're about your business. And I like that because I think a lot of people find that intimidating. Like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. she's about her business or whatever. But no, you're amazing and, and a great personality. So I'm like, oh, my God, we're Thank friends you. now. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, me and my, me and Sunny were talking about that, like, about how we portray ourselves on the social media and how we're different, like, off of social media. And my biggest, my biggest fear is honestly people assuming or or thinking that I'm like this huge bitch for some re- like for whatever reason mm-hmm. and I can be you know like I I but those are those, that was me navigating boundaries too like how do you create boundaries for yourself but also respect someone else's you know just energy 
And so that's really hard sometimes to do. And I, I try my best to practice that. I mean, I don't always succeed, but um, I think that's really important for especially people in this, in this particular industry. It's like, I have to, I have to be nice, but I also have to set my boundaries because mm-hmm. I can't just talk to a man all day long on the internet because I need you to pay me, but I need to be also nice about it. Cause I'm just going to, I just, I can't be that person. So um, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. So have you had, <laughs> have you had like, um, like a horrible experience when it comes to like being in the industry or like just being out there and people knowing that you're in the industry and just treating you because they think they can. You know, I don't, I don't think I've ever had any like really bad experiences. I, as, as much as people think that people like DM me and talk to me, like they do, but like I do, I respond up until I don't feel comfortable anymore. And then I kind of just stop. Um, I think the worst is trying to date and 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 having someone realize that that is my job and like also respect me on the other end. But then you got to also navigate: are they pretending to respect you so that they can get what they want? So digging a little bit deeper in the dating life, um, and I think I used to really get hung up on this man treated me like this and what is wrong with me instead of saying that is just his preference or his own issue. And it doesn't have anything to do with me and mm-hmm. moving on to the next man instead of being hung up on the one that treated me like shit and not focusing on the ones that actually care. So, yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I, I'm on that. I'm like trying yeah. to figure out because I'm like, oh, but I was so great. Like, why was you not so? <laughs> it's hard. Like, man. It's so heck? hard. So, are you dating or are you still? I am dating. Um, I know we talked about um, the one. Uh, mm-hmm. He His name is Mr. Unexpected. We have decided yeah. that is his name. Um, and we actually had a really nice evening on Friday. I went up there to see him. Um, and he cooked me dinner. We were supposed to go to the, to the museum, but I didn't make it in time because uh, traffic. But he cooked me dinner, and we had a really nice evening. We played... A, we basically asked each other questions all night long, play a little game. Um, some, some, some stuff may or may not have happened, some, some, you know. Uh, <laughs> but it, we, it, we had a really good time. So I'm seeing, I'm dating him and um, I'm kind of talking to a couple of other gentlemen, but um, the Mr. Unexpected is the, is the guy that I've been kept seeing like in, physically seeing yeah um for the last couple of weeks now that's good i mean i'm glad i'm glad it's going good up and up over here (laughs) yeah so what do you what do you hold like in the dating like what do you expect in the next couple of years that what do you want from these so ideally in my mind i think that i want now this changes every day or with every interaction (laughs) with a man because then i realize things that i don't and don't and do like that. I didn't know that I don't didn't or don't like, you know, whatever Yeah. before, but I, 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 my ideal, uh, I guess situation, I would, I really do want to get married, but I want that person. I, I want it to happen like organically. And I want, um, I don't want to change. I don't want someone to want to change me. I feel like that's what people, men especially try to do. Um, especially with, women in this industry it's like oh, when I get her then she's gonna stop doing xyz mm-hmm. and I just don't really want that to even be a 
on the table. And if I decide to organ, you know, if I decide that I want to stop or that I want to transition myself into the industry, um, then I want that to be a, a decision that I make. So in the next couple of years, I'm hoping that maybe I have a partner and um, it's some sort of um, ethical, what's it, non, non-monogamous non type of relationship. Because I, I don't really think that I'm set up for that. Um, so some sort of open or swinger or switch okay. something. Um, I just don't want, I just don't want a man going to like holding hands with somebody. <laughs> you want to go hang out and like, you know, whatever. I just don't, I don't know. So that's where the lot, that's where I'm kind of like, well, that part seems a little too sensitive for me to handle mm-hmm. like um, more affectionate romantic stuff, but the physical stuff doesn't quite bother me bother anymore. Me. So is it, so what is the difference between polyamory and like non-monogamy? Cause I always get confused. So I, I think was- that, well, from what I understand now, I'm still kind of learning. So I might not say it accurately, but I feel like the, um, the non-monogamous, like the ethical non-monogamy is like the umbrella. And then you have subsections underneath this. So you can have swingers underneath that. You can have po- polyamorous couples under that. You can have, you know, thruples under that, uh, um, and that's how I, I, I think, so I'm just kind of, I just know that I would like some sort of relationship that doesn't involve monogamy, but I don't know what that looks like for me just yet. So I think that would be partner dependent. So we come up with our own boundaries and then move forward with that. Um, if you want to support moms, no expert podcast, simply go to buy me a coffee slash moms, no expert donate one, three or $5. You can also become a member with just $5 a month and will meet monthly. Also, you'll get a shout out here on the podcast and on Instagram. That makes sense. So when it comes to your daughter, how do you explain to her like what you want, right? Like as a mom and what you expect for her when she grows up. And I know she's young, but like, you know, I don't know if you ever had like conversations with her with her or anything like that. Well, my daughter right now, she's very princess husband. Oh. I want to have a bunch of children. She's always talking about having babies and she can't wait to go up so she can be a mom. <laughs> um, but then, you know, she'll turn around and say she wants to be a DJ and an astronaut. So I don't really know. And I don't really expect, I don't, my daughter could go become a pastor at a Baptist church and a school teacher or she could be doing coming up with new stripper moves. Like I don't, it doesn't really matter to me what my daughter decides to do. I think my biggest thing, since I have been so unhappy in a lot of my life and didn't even realize I was unhappy, I want her to do whatever makes her happy. And if she's got to do twelve thousand things to figure that out, I just, I just want her to know that like life's a journey, and I want her to be as happy as possible. So I want to set her up financially, hopefully, or better than I was set up. I'm not saying my mom did a bad, you know, whatever. We just a different time. Um, so that way she can decide. I don't want her to think she has to go to college. I don't want to think. I don't want her to think she has to get married. I, mm-hmm. I want her to whatever makes her happy is whatever. what I support. So. That's a that's that's a good. I mean, that's what I tell my daughter. I mean, like, do you? I I always I tried for her to be gay. I'm like, be like girls. Boys are annoying, but she's yeah. not. She said, "Mom, please." I'm like, get it. You have to be straight. Only one in my family. <laughs> like, why? Um, so, I love having you here. And I just want to ask you, is there anything that you have coming up? I know you're going to Tampa, but anything that you want to plug over here? 
Um, so we just started our podcast. It's the Muscle Hustle, me and my brother. Um, we just dropped episode four, and episode five will be out on Monday, and then our Patreon will go live after. Well, we're working on that now. Um, going back to Tampa tomorrow. Um, and then the next thing we're doing is going to Broccoli Fest in DC for first weekend in May. So that should be fun. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, my, my OnlyFans, OnlyFans. I didn't know you had an OnlyFans. What? You didn't? No. And I follow you. What is wrong with me? I Yeah, I have, um, I have, uh, it's the Leah Michelle VIP backslash, you know, OnlyFans, whatever, backslash. Um, my Twitter is at, at Leah, sorry, it's at, it's Leah though. And they make fun of me every time because I cannot spell out loud. So. <laughs> It's at it's Leah though with two eyes. It's I I T S L E A H T H O. Um, but other than that, yeah, we're just we're just over here trying to come up with uh, some new stuff to to do. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I like I like your content. I'm out here just you know creeping on you all the time because I gotta keep up because you know my it's life is boring sometimes. <laughs> so I'm like, let's see what you're doing. That's good. Well, I'm happy. I'm glad that you were here. I know this is a super like just family friendly kind of show. <laughs> Oops. I mean, yeah, kind of. I don't even know. I mean, I curse a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you for joining me this week on Mom's No Expert Podcast. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Mom's No Expert Podcast and share the show with your friends. Don't forget to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode.